Good evening. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Three Marketer Show. This is the episode seventy-four, and we have Christopher joining us tonight. And we're going to have a very interesting topic, which is we're going to talk about business consultation. But nonetheless,、uh, for everyone who is watching this, whether you are watching this live or the replay, remember this is where we go live every Wednesday night at ten p.m. We've been doing this for seven seventy over weeks already. And、uh, if you are interested to look at, I mean, just to learn any specific topics about digital marketing or marketing at large, or even just entrepreneurship, you can go back to our playlist, whether it's on Facebook or YouTube, to actually check through all these previous like、uh, episodes that we have had. Every episode, you know, is technically packed with a lot of key learnings and insights from every guests that we have、mm-hmm. brought into the, you know, like the discussion. And tonight we have. Uh, Christopher. Christopher. Just now, when we were at the backstage discussing, Christopher is a man with many hats. Okay, so this is we really, really where we will have a lot of you know very interesting discussion at the backstage. But tonight, you know, Christopher is going to be here discussing about、um, business consulting. But before we go into that, right now,、uh, our fourth marketing has been disappearing for a while, right? That's why I, I want to pop this guy. What、back. is this?、Man? Where the hell have you been, man? Come on. So yeah, you're back. He said he's back. Awesome. Okay, okay, now welcome、right. back. Okay, now、uh, Christopher is Manfred's guest, so、yes. we will actually let Manfred do the honor, actually do the brief introduction about、okay. Christopher. Manfred, yeah. Okay, uh, guys, uh, Christopher is uh my trainer in one of my recent program that I took. I learned a lot of things from him. He's uh very knowledgeable and very entertaining, and above all, I think uh he has a lot of track record to share. No. Very high increase in year-on-year revenue that he's previously shared before,、uh, in overhauling、uh, some of the marketing strategy, and、uh, high approval for some of the projects that he's done, in terms of uh, uh, marketing strategy and branding, in, in areas that I'm also not very familiar, like ERP, fleet management, and、uh, some equipments, like、uh, I think constructions and logistics industry. So、uh, I think let、uh, Christopher take over from here. Yes. Chris, Chris, hi, don't, hi. Don't ever use、uh, Manfred for your testimonial videos, man. He doesn't sound enthusiastic at all, man. It's <laughs> like furrow eyebrows. You, you're gonna, you're gonna like, you know, charge him with 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 some battery charger or something. It's like low, I think, low I, think I see his message on WhatsApp. We always want under table money. <laughs>、oh, yeah, yeah. No, where's my? You haven't buy me coffee yet, man. Haven't buy me coffee. No wonder. Okay, Chris, over to you, my friend. Hi, guys. My name is Christopher Tan. I'm a for for the purpose of this call. I've I'm wearing my business consultant hat, and、um, uh, basically I hit the Enzo Consultancy. I'm a principal consultant there. That's also my business, and、uh, basically we've been、uh, helping businesses, SMEs、uh, in Singapore,、uh, with、uh, various projects based on my background and knowledge. And for those SME owners that are interested to know, and they always lead with the grant discussion. Generally, our projects they take to apply for grants gets a hundred. So far, we have had a hundred percent approval. Grant support, and、uh, we cover areas in brand and marketing strategy,、uh, ERP software implementation, fleet management solutions, and very specialist equipment in the、uh, for automation in the construction and logistics industry.、Wow. What is common amongst、uh, the second half of all those projects is basically process reengineering and process automation. Wow. Which is where my strengths are when I was、uh, still in corporate, and then branding and marketing because、uh, I also have.、Uh, A few、uh, e-commerce businesses that are still going on and thriving.、Wow. So, so what are the things that you don't do, man? <laughs> I... You almost covered the entire entire chain and flow already. You know? 
I don't cook. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So, so F and B business is out, <laughs> Oh, okay. F and B is so difficult in Singapore. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. is it? Why so? Why so? Um, every last dish is your latest QC. Oh yeah. So right, then so. it means it's a daily operation. Right. So what if uh, we 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 considered a friend and I considered uh, buying over a restaurant before, and I'm fortunate to have friends that are already owning uh, F and B businesses, so they share. You know. Uh, what if your chef goes down? You need a backup chef, and then what if your backup chef goes down? That will be probably you. And we wanted to buy a northeastern Chinese Dongbei uh, restaurant, yeah. Sichuan food restaurant, <laughs> that we like to eat, but we have no idea. I don't cook, right? So uh, we have no idea for that. So that from wanting to invest, uh, he shared with me, and we learned a lot from that. Yeah, wow. sweet cycle uh, by F and B in Singapore. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it's another partner cycle. is also. Uh, also invested uh, into his friend that started a uh, very atas uh, moxin restaurant in Singapore. But mm. the good thing is they are Michelin star already. Pain in the ass. Very difficult to. It's it's more of a passion project. It's profitable, yeah. uh, but it's a real it's a real passion project. Uh, so yeah, so I wouldn't touch FMB in Singapore. Okay. And I'll say also go. FMB. I mean, just just my two cents. I mean, I probably have uh, understand and help some FMB businesses. I think it's also very difficult to scale. Yeah. yeah, almost almost impossible because in order to get more serve more dishes and in order to actually grow the business, you need more people and mm -hmm. in turn you need more customers. It's also a very difficult. Situation. So the single slide rule, right? On one yeah. end is very delicious food, one man show, or the chef is the owner. At the other end is McDonald's, right? Where it's uh, acceptable, but it's it, it's but it has to be consi more consistent than about being delicious. Correct. Correct. So then you know, yeah, the investment Both needed to scale there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That's a very good kickstart nice. of the discussion. There you go. And uh, guys, remember, if you have any questions tonight, Christopher is wearing his business consultant hat. That's why we started with this discussion whether you know what business works well and what business doesn't. Basically, this is if you have some challenge about your own business and you need some insights from the guy who have, I don't know how many businesses. Yeah, I I lost count. You know, like he has. Yeah. Lay his hand on. Probably take us a couple of lifetime in order uh, to. I don't know, man. Seriously, no. So that kind of experience is where you can actually tap on and uh, get something out of it. But before we dive deep into the first questions, remember if you have any questions, you may pop in the chat, uh, whether it's on Facebook chat or Facebook comment, comment on the video itself or on YouTube. Uh, just do it right away, and we'll be able to bring them up. But in case you watch up now and you like what. The, the style, Christopher's style, and you like to find out how you can work with him, especially if you are in Singapore running a business and you're looking to kind of like get some like grants and some ideas about how to navigate in this field, you can connect with Christopher on LinkedIn. I already popped the link or you can actually go over and search for Christopher Dunn. I believe that's how it works as well. So right. you guys ready? We're going to pop the first question, which is Let's the go. most important question of all, which is what the hell is business consultation? I mean, that's my term, but Manfred's terminology is like, what is the definition mm. of business consultation? Uh, I'm trying to sound out task. Uh, I mean, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. yeah I'm sure, I'm sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I got the official definition and the my definition. Oh, okay, so the yes. official definition is an expert. Uh, of a part of your business, be it management, consultancy, HR, marketing, or even operational. You know, if you're FMB, this could be an expert chef, business slash business owner. He's done what you've done before, and he can come in to help you with that aspect of it. 
And uh, my definition is um, basically someone that you can hire to help fix your short term, hire short term. Basically, a business consultant is someone that you cannot hire. You either you cannot hire him, he doesn't want to work for your business, or you can't afford him, but he you know that he can help your business. So that is my definition. That's different from mentor, isn't it? Is it or is it almost like different a mentor from mentor and coach? The helping yeah. can come in uh, various ways. It come right. it can come in to literally do the work temporarily until mm. they can hand off. It can be to train your staff to well. Then usually the second part is to train your staff to take over. Right. And uh, at the highest level, uh, would be then just coaching, whereby uh, they have such deep insight on understanding of your business already. Mm. Uh, you don't need people to execute. You have people to execute. You just don't know what to execute then uh you know and, and how to think of your business then there will be regular schedule meetings to discuss chat and uh they'll tell you what's the right direction can i safely say that in fact um you like you mentioned just now you may need a business consultant from for different reasons like if you need somebody to come in and fix the operation then they are business consultant in that area if you need marketing business consultant that's that is that so that's right um, so in a in, way, sorry, sorry, please go on. Well, in, in, in my limited experience uh, in Singapore, most uh, SME owners are very good operations manager. They're very good at executing to fulfill the service or product. Mm. But that also means that they are so focused on operational because maybe they can't find someone else or they can't uh, remove themselves, extricate themselves from the process. Then they're focused on operational. And it's happened to me before. When you're focused on operational, it's very difficult for you. Basically, you're working in the business, but you should okay. be working on the business. Right. So then, some of them are happy there because uh, there's no need to grow it really further, uh, like double or triple the size. Mm. But sometimes they may hit across some problems, some areas they're not very good at. Like maybe, you know, how can they automate some of the processes with software or what is the software to use? Or yeah, in the in the case of marketing, you don't really need to have a marketing consultant level person to be working in your company uh, on a long term basis. You just need them to come, fix your brand, uh, get your marketing strategy right, then either hand off to a team externally, or to train your internal team to be able to execute the strategy that they have come up with. So they uh, just you know come in for a short term, understand your situation, help you, help your guys, and then they can skedaddle. Consultant so, to fix immediate problems. Uh. This is this is basically a kind uh, similar to like so called Mister Fix It uh, kind of thing, uh, right? Within the areas challenge. of expertise. Uh, within the area yeah. of expertise, uh. Okay. So can I safely say that it's almost impossible to have a business consultant that can help you fix everything in the business? No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's mentor already, right? <laughs> if somebody can, but that's advisory mentor. I, I mean, ironically, if they can yeah. fix everything, then you would not want to hire them because you'll be your fit because they're your competitor yeah quite true yeah that's so normally the, yeah okay so in a way a business may have multiple business consultants at the same time looks like it yes yes yeah, uh, some of the larger businesses uh, do have that i see yeah right so we come in only for our own areas we don't know everything else we don't know yeah we don't know what else is going on we just focus on our area and at the same time they can hire other people in parallel to help it has happened uh, generally, for larger companies, uh, eight-figure revenue uh, per annum, they, they, they do do that. And for the companies that are open to uh, hiring uh, consultants to help them, 
mm. I, I do notice that they grow fast, phenomenally faster. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. I think the right people, the right role, or either the right people with the right processes. Sounds mm-hmm. pretty Yeah, uh, And they are aware of the challenges. I think this is a, one of oh, the yeah. angles to look okay. at it. A lot of businesses may not be aware mm. about the problems that they are, they are facing. Mm. Mm. Usually okay. for the SMEs in Singapore, they are aware in terms of the symptoms. They may not be clear on what is exactly causing the problems. Or if they do know, they don't know how to go about fixing it. Mm. Sometimes okay. in rare cases, they know, but they know they're not the right person. In the case of multi-generational businesses, the son cannot override the father. So they hire the consultant to be the talking piece. <laughs> I haven't had a thought. I, I, I am not so fortunate to have done that kind of job because everything is laid up for you. You just need to just need to be the person, right? Uh, yeah. So far, we had to, yeah, to earn our keep. <laughs> That's very uh, true. That's very true. I mean, resonating to your comment just now, right? Chiwai mentioned that he's still working in the business instead of on. I mean, probably you need to hire Christopher over here, man. Bro, probably Chiwai probably is just in, that. enjoying that, you know, because yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it could be, it could be. Seriously, yeah. like how Christopher put it just now, yeah. uh, there could be businesses who are just like to be in that position, right? Because you, you get to, you every day you go to office, you get to make the call, make the decision. And it See, sometimes it's kind of difficult to take yourself away from a business, especially if you build it from ground up. And, and it's always like the other guy can never do as good as that, you know. So that's why generational business, the dad always overrides the kid because hey, I built this, I know you will never be as good as me. But eventually I know I have to pass this business to you. That's very that's true. true. Yeah. That's very true. So well, and, and so first generation business owners and second generation business owners have very different background. Yeah. So their approach uh, and their method, uh, how they run the business, how they view it is very different as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Great one, Chiwai. Great one. Nice. Now, Chiwai has a question, by the way. Chiwai asked, um, you know, as a business consultant, are you specific to a particular industry only or anything we'll do since the concept theory is the same? What do you think? I mean, wow. it's similar to a question that we asked just now, but then again, what's your take on this one? Well, the fundamental here for is process re-engineering, as I mentioned earlier. So long as you have a business and then you are getting your guys to be uh, doing something every day on a daily basis, that means there's a process, right? Then it's a process that can be re-engineered. So far, based on my experience, I came from the bank, but then I've helped the process re-engineering for manufacturing, uh, logistics, um, uh, e-commerce. So it's retail, I guess, you know. Uh, so I think it is possible. But nonetheless, uh, for the consultant themselves should be confident enough and you should probe them further to be able to tell you uh, what is the most uh, related project they've done in the past for you for a past client then there will be you'll be more assured of results but for the branding and marketing one it's very clear if i don't understand your product i can never do marketing for you even though the marketing strategy the process actually is the same you can all you guys know all you guys are digital marketing experts you know process is the same however what is being executed specifically is not the same content is really such a big difference already so then the, yeah, for marketing, you, you make sure the guy really knows your product. And, right. and in, in my case, generally, I will buy the product of my clients if I do marketing for. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so that you can understand the process or, or so forth from, right. from uh, fulfillment and delivery. Mm. Buy and try the product, uh, buy and try the product or services. If, yeah. if they allow, we try to be a mystery shopper also. And then we try to understand the, the process so that we can see what the staff is uh, presenting 
from the customer, what is customer experiencing? And if possible, we'd like to talk to their, their clients, uh, yeah. their past clients and survey them if possible also to get a clearer understanding. Because we want to answer the question, why is your customer buying your product or service? Oh, that's, that's important, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we have found a lot of business owners to have to, some difficulty answering. Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. Agreed, agreed, definitely, definitely. Thanks for the explanation, uh, Christopher. And thanks, Chiwai, for the question. But Chiwai has a follow-up question. Chiwai, you get excited today for what reason? He's trying to I mean, make up for the two episodes. Oh, yeah, he disappeared for two episodes. That's why you come back. But yeah, this is right. a good one, good one. Uh, this is not yeah. a question. Yeah, this yeah, is a statement. statement. Uh, he said he happened to know a friend who owns a car workshop. He really likes to be left alone, work on the project, take things apart. Okay, mm-hmm. more on exactly. a passion instead of a really focusing on the business. Also, yeah. that's why he hires marketing manager and others to fill in the spots. I think that makes sense, right? Yeah, it's a paying hobby, lah. Well, at least it pays, lah. So that's fine. Yes. At least you are in a position where yeah, you enjoy what artist. you do. Most SME owners are the subject matter expert and the most knowledgeable person in the business for this. So in his case, yes. Mm -hmm. And also because he's very good at it and he likes it. It also means that when he's working on a car, uh, he's he's in what we call uh, uh, in the the flow, you know, mentally. In the flow, flow. yes. So so he enjoys that and it's actually semi-meditative. So I can can understand why he does that. Mm. Believe it or not, I, I enjoy writing proposals for my for my for my mm. consultancy but that's a very interesting hobby it. that's a very interesting hobby <laughs> oh yeah man right oh, proposal. yeah oh, man that's... well i stopped doing that seriously i can't that's yeah. not really not my thing but for those it's who are di- good at digital it digital marketing copywriting for one just think about it that way that's very true mm-hmm. that's very true thanks yeah. gy for the sharing right now uh wow that's, that's a good one guys if you have any questions remember to pop in the chat whether in the comment as in like whether you're on facebook or youtube we will bring them up but nonetheless guys if you if you watch up to now and you really like what christopher is sharing and you want to connect with him this is the link that you connect you can connect with him on uh, linkedin linkedin and uh it's linkedin slash christopher tan one you know christopher tan one that's where we go now and let's if you, follow up and, with uh, if you guys are on linkedin you can also basically put your comments in the section i'm monitoring it and, uh, oh yeah, did we miss any? Is, is there anything over there? So far, no. So far, so far no. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, we are also broadcasting on LinkedIn right now. I'm not sure how's the experience there because we won't be able to open so, so many. So far, so good. Since we, okay, yeah. Since, yeah. Since we're okay. streaming well, that's fine. Okay. Okay. Cool. Now let's move to the next question. In fact, we're entering the second question, uh, right. which is, I think is quite interesting, which is like you know just now we talk about. Oh, well, you know, what is business consultant? And we digress a little bit to talk about like uh, basically uh, different topics that actually came along. But this one is quite, quite I is, think it's quite important, which this is, is like very wide. And this is like an Atlantic Ocean kind of question. But what would be the most common one? Yeah, most common. Well, you know. from my perspective, more yeah. business. Uh, how can I have more business? I have, that pro- I have the challenge as well. Don't you have the challenge? You all have the challenge. Everyone wants more business. More businesses, I that's the first thing. Yeah, that's true. So uh, for branding and marketing side, for clients that need that help, uh, they are generally wanting more business or they have they felt that they have been threatened by uh, new players that are giving customers a better impression than themselves. Right. Why? Yes, a lot of people pushing for more business and not pushing for more profits. Or higher margins. Yeah, I was going to get that. The other problem yeah. they have is how to increase profitability. 
but generally they don't like to talk about it because they they like to keep it a secret. I so, see. but that's not necessarily the right way to do it because, uh, I mean, there, there's only two ways, right? As a business owner, you get more business or you reduce cost. Then the space in between is your profit, ma. Mm. So you should look at it both ways holistically, actually. But and, more and, research doesn't mean that you you would also require a lot of operational support in order to do that, right? What is very, yeah, what is very interesting is, uh, okay, a little bit on the grants. Why? Okay. I believe the Singapore government has actually consulted uh, one of the big three consultancies. This is my guess. Huh? Mm. So when it comes to the enterprise development grant that Enterprise Singapore provides for SMEs in Singapore, there is a specific sequence. Actually, there's a list of categories. And if you look at it, you will realize actually it follows a certain sequence. Okay. First, you need an overall, you need a consultant that is in your industry to give you an overall high level picture of uh, you telling them where you are and where you want to be. So they tell you these are the steps you need to take in between to get there. Okay. This is very high level. So then this is business strategy. Within that, right, the report, right, that they will give, right, the things that they suggest will actually fall into the other categories that the grant supports, which is uh, in some business cases, their finances are not managed properly by their accounting team. So then they are parking things in the wrong place and then their finances look worse than it is. Mm. You know, So then uh, a finance a CFO type of person comes in to fix it. So that's financial management. Next, you want to increase your business, right? Then you, you need your existing staff to be able to take on more business. But your existing staff is not able to, mainly because there are probably manual processes in place. But you cannot just drop in the ERP solution and say, nah, here you go, a million, two more million dollars. It doesn't work that way. Hmm. What, it, what you need to do is actually uh, with HR, you need to improve the learning and development. And also you need to retain good staff as well as to train uh, existing staff to have them mentally be prepared for the digital transformation that's going to come. Then we move into process redesign and automation. These are two separate categories where you implement hardware software to automate some of the manual processes that uh, are in place. I have come across companies that still run on pen and paper accounting. Okay. Yes, last year. So Ooh, wow. So when you have this so when your people are ready to take on new systems, when you have the systems in place, they'll be more open to be trained and then they will be able to operate the system along with the business, thereby it will increase productivity. So then it reduces your utilization of your resources. Meaning to say the existing staff that you have, they used to work overtime. Now they leave office early, but everything gets done. Mm -hmm. So if all your staff are leaving early or they have nothing to do, this means you can bring in more business. Then you go into branding strategy to find out how do you brand yourself to be better than your competitors when it comes to your customer segment that you want to target right then you move on to marketing strategy on how you execute your marketing to mine and get these customers right then you get more business to come in mm. singapore is a very small city state right uh not enough not a lot of people not a very big economy so it will reach a point where you realize you are taking so large a share of the of the market and you cannot grow any further. You, the ceiling is that Singapore is there. Then the next category that comes in will be 
for you to go overseas. Right. So then every step of the way that I've mentioned has grant support through EDG. And mm -hmm. after studying the these categories uh, and reading the website, and also I think reading some stuff from Boston, uh, from BCG, Boston Consulting Group, I think that is the strategy that they have. So you talk about what are the prevailing problems that they have. Every single category I've highlighted are the common problems and it can be linked in sequence for them to take advantage of from going from fixing your house internally to fixing your the, the getting your people ready for a new system, then getting more business for your business, and then finally moving overseas to go and get even more business. Mm. Wow. That's that sounds like a very well planned strategy. Yeah. It's like the government has planned everything as long as you guys are really into growing your business you have got all the support needed in a way uh not so easy like, to be honest okay like, you get christopher to work you know to to, yeah. to, to help you to get that uh that that makes sense okay, yeah so far so far my consultancy 100 100 percent approval 100 percent yeah when, when, it, when they take our projects to try and apply for grant and we try uh, to keep it that way yeah okay but it's a smart way like, because basically, you know, as long as you know there is a problem that you need to fix and you get support from the government to fix the problem. And then, uh, you know, basically you enjoy the benefit and the economic drive. I think it's a win-win situation. I don't see any problem with that. More people yes. get employed. That's good. Even if you don't know what's your problem, but you just cannot grow the business, but you know someone that can help you, then the very first category business strategy is exactly for that. I see. Uh, and you know who to look for already, uh. By the way, uh, remember, Manfred, Manfred recommend one. Uh. Okay, okay, okay. So this is where we actually have to bring it in and say, okay, now this is where you connect with Christopher on LinkedIn yeah. for whatever that you want to discuss, especially if you are in uh, running a business in Singapore. And now, as you heard Christopher mentioning all the so-called elements or so-called the areas that the government has granted to support you, mm. uh, you should take advantage of that. And by the way, Christopher's success rate for applying grant for his clients is what? How many percent? 100, 100%. <laughs> ah, okay, okay, okay. It's 100%. Okay, so that's strong reason that you have to get over there and, you know, talk to him. So I'm just going to keep it here. So Christina actually popped out and said, very insightful. Thanks for joining, Christina. You guys know Christina? Anyone's friend? Oh, it's a new fan. Okay, thank from you so YouTube. much for joining. Right, Christina is from uh, YouTube. Christina right? is watching on, on YouTube. Watching Thanks on for YouTube. joining. Thank Thanks you for joining. joining. So, yep. I mean, I think I hope you guys are enjoying this thing. Basically, remember that's how it works, right? If you have any questions, mm. pop in the command. I'll do my best to monitor and bring it up as we can. And uh, well, we we do have planned questions for Christopher, about forty-five of them. But then again, we probably will just go through about three, four. You know, like we're just gonna enter the third one. Yes. Uh, let's bring it in. So, what are the components of business consulting services? I think this is quite interesting. I mean, we now we know that in a way based on whatever you mentioned just now starting from the business strategy the, the finance and the people's people development and marketing and of course the overseas export kind of thing mm. uh, these are the areas that businesses may need help but when when we are working with a business consultant what are we actually getting what are the components of a business consulting services if the if the consultant is a subject matter expert and is an actual expert in your industry, then it's quite fluid because he, he has clearly operated before. So then it's a matter of what you want out of him. Do you want him to run for you temporarily? Do you want him to be a temporary CMO, CTO, you know, COO until uh, 
until you find a replacement or you want him to be able to get your team to be ready or you want him to actually come in and study to find the problem so it's quite fluid in terms of what they can deliver because they are the expert in your industry so then uh, I would say the process the, the, the process would probably be more important here and generally same for my side you know feel free to contact me you know, first chair is pro bono if I can help you I'll tell you I can help you if I can't help you I tell you I can't so from there it's really uh, understanding what uh, and to be able to feedback to you what my understanding of your problem is if you if you realize yes you know you are right uh, spot on and so on then uh, it's about understanding what help you need do you need me to come in to help you fix the problem do you need me to come in to uh, tell you how to fix the problem do you want me to tell your team how to fix the problem and on top of that train them you know all those is within the scope of work within the proposal so if you can if you understand the problem you're good you want us to quote you we'll go and list down the step-by-step -step of what we're going to do and then there will be the proposal and then from there you know if you accept our proposal then we start work mm. so just just to reframe this i was looking to a question so hopefully i don't just jump the gun on it so i'm a, let's say i'm okay i'm a business owner and i sort of like feel that there's some issues with let's say sales and uh, maybe uh, service delivery but i'm not very sure all right so i would come to somebody like you because uh to actually do a so-called a, 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 a run through of my business to determine like is this true like you know it's like your doctor i come here i feel like this an ache on my or a certain part of my body i'm not sure what that, that is so i will come to somebody like you and you will give me a run through and says okay andrew based on all these things you have an issue that you need to fix in sales confirm and service delivery the symptom is so-called service delivery but maybe that's not the case or maybe the way you create the product or the way you design your product is an issue that's why there is a service delivery issue is that is that the way to approach uh, yes uh, okay. but in terms of solutioning there are two types if your right. business is uh, more straightforward like retail then mystery shopper will do you don't need a consultant you just need friends to help you to pretend to be a customer that they don't know are, okay. are actually mystery shoppers then so let's say they find out that maybe the front sales are there's an issue you know so so what do they do next because they don't know because my business are fire already but okay mm. well generally uh when they do discover issues right sometimes actually most of the time the issues are not people uh, in a sense that it is the process uh, that is not supporting the people well enough. Uh -huh. So this is the second part. First part is mystery shopper. Right. So you know the external symptoms. Okay. And if it's simple enough a business, then the, the owner would know what to do. If it's more sophisticated and it's more complex, then uh, generally you would want uh, the consultant to come in to, to study internally, to study the data internally. But the, we, we, if possible, we like to do it invisibly. That means we just have access to the reports and the data and not, not uh, let the staff be aware. But if necessary, no choice, then we will come in and have a chat with them. Or rather to just observe. Sometimes experts, right? If I'm an expert already, actually, so far in my experience, just sitting there observing for half a day uh, to, to a day, right? Uh, during the busy hours will be good enough already. Then from there, they can feedback and let the, let, let the boss know. Okay. If okay. it's uh, much larger companies, uh, let's say 100 million and above right i don't have that experience there to do but generally that will require a team 
to come down and and basically data gather, mm. data gather in, in, including interviewing and surveying and observing, and then compiling the data to 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 give provide a holistic picture of what's going on and then give solution. Okay. So it's always data gathering from observing from uh, enumerated empirical data like reports or from uh, interviews with customers or the staff then from the data to come up with some strategy on uh, for, to analyze and see what the problem is and then strategy to solve the problem right. yeah okay okay i think that sounds like something that uh because just now you mentioned usually as a consultant you should i mean you prefer to be invisible to the mm -hmm. team especially yeah. to the employees so that you are able to do your job a little bit better is that so i mean yes uh, when you observe uh, when you observe uh, a scientific experiment it affects a scientific experiment right yeah so the best is to so be you want to see how they operate in their net own natural environment right. without that's disturbing right. yeah okay that's right that's very interesting well that's at least now we know that being a business consultant is actually not that easy uh and there are different steps that you should take in order to help at least unearth the the, the, the challenges and give solution by supported with all these analytical or so-called observations at least you know to support the whatever solution that you're trying to kind of like propose mm -hmm. um yeah that that will bring us to the next question which is like you know i jump a little bit to the next yeah. one which we're, is we're like, gonna jump over the place today man. yeah i think i think i think all these kind of like connecting the dots already because now we know that okay these are the components like you mentioned just now a business consultant may come in in a very fluid way that they can be taking the role immediately i mean temporarily like the temporary uh, cmo or even to train the team or even to give training you know like or even to observe or something like that but when when we talk about let's say we want to choose whether a person is qualified or so-called is it good or let's say if i am let's say somebody has been doing something for a while and he wants to explore being a business consultant so in your opinion what makes somebody or someone qualified to, to be a business consultant oh very simple so long as uh, there's someone out there willing to pay you for your time and they know that they can never they cannot normally hire you then you are a consultant already <laughs> at, at, at a very ad hoc level meaning to say basically you are being recognized for being able to do something that they wish their, their their business is also doing and then they would like you to come in to help them not as a staff or at short or you know no not as a permanent staff I then see. pretty much that's consultation so in that's, a that's way my view of it. i actually agree with that you know christopher but then again probably we will come back to a different angle looking at this into this which is in order it's not about how do you qualify to be a consultant it's about how do you market yourself to be a consultant that's all Hmm. So, for the past five years, every client coming has been by word of mouth. Uh, we've changed that uh, since the start of this year. Uh, we're trying to do some lead generation, uh, you know. Right. You know, eat eat our uh, eat our dog food in terms of what we talk about marketing, right? <laughs> it's been working actually. So uh, before that, it's always been by word of mouth because uh, when someone recommends you and you've done good job for someone, then definitely the trust level is there. So then the sales cycle or the discussion will be more honest and genuine. So then mm. it's less about, I don't trust you. Why should I, why should I hire you? But more about how can you help me? What have you done in the past before they can give me uh, confidence that you can help me, you know? So, so then that's why I say, you know, so long as someone has approached you and asked you to help them for a short term basis means that uh, there is some consultancy happening. 
I see. Because it's not operational. Yeah. You're not hiring someone as a staff already. I totally okay. agree. Yeah. Yep. I, I got a question. I mean, okay. Yeah. It may sound obvious, but I just want to clarify. Is mm -hmm. there a difference between management consulting and business consulting? Management, management consultant, consultant officially, right. So management consultant officially is really on the management of businesses, you know, your MBAs and your C-suite level. That is my understanding. And uh, I'm, a, I, I, I'm an RMC, registered management consultant from IMCS. And uh, we were we were taught that you know after certain years of experience and, and case studies you can apply to do the CMC track the track CMC stands for Certified Management Consultant. So, right. I would say if you are CMC certified, then you are a proper management consultant, whereby you have sufficient experience uh, in uh, the management uh, in, in improving the management of a company or the operation of a company. Confusing, right? Yeah, because that's what business consultants do, right? You've got to basically fix or, or is it one is... Uh, that is why I say, you know, so long as if someone asks you to help them and he's not hiring you to be full-time staff, you're considered, considered consultant. consultant. <laughs> so, so when it's management or business, they are kind of like working on a business? Uh, yeah, it can be. Mm. Basically, you can come in and basically represent the boss too. So technically, they're interchangeable right, depending on yeah. the context. From my perspective, they are because there is a proper CMC certification for management consultants that qualifies them with enough experience okay. uh, of companies, with enough companies and right. uh, probably large enough company sizes, right? Okay. So then be, if you're not CMC certified, then, you know, uh, my certification is called registered management consultant. So uh, it just means consultancy. The other mm. two in the market is TUV, uh, which is more for engineering and, and PMC. So, they're all management consultants, but at this level, in my opinion, uh, it doesn't mean that uh, once you have a certificate, means that you can help any company to do what a proper management consultant does. Right. Which I'm still learning and trying to figure out. You know? I see. Mm. Okay. I good. hope that clarifies. Mm. I mean, it's a very good question. I think, uh, I, I think some people may, because these are all terminologies that fly, <laughs> flies around the market. And to be frank, some people may find it confusing. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's why it's a it's a good question that you brought up. Thanks, Andrew. So yeah, I hope you guys uh, get a very good clarification uh, on this too. In case uh, I'm just gonna pop this a quick one. In case you guys are interested to connect with Christopher, this is the link uh, mm. to connect with him on LinkedIn. Because uh, essentially, as we have come to the you know second half of the session for today, he has shared a lot of useful insights, especially about you know fixing the problem of a business and you know, achieving better growth and get more sales and of course, get the government to support you along the journey. So if you need help in terms of that area and if you're running business in Singapore, you want to um, get in touch with Christopher. And I heard him saying the first session is pro bono, right? So he's going to give you some idea whether you like it, then you will work with him. If not, I believe you'll walk away with useful insights. Mm. I think that's definitely that's something that you want to look into. We right? can't so, help everyone, yeah. So definitely, definitely. Okay. Now, uh, since we just now we talk about if somebody wants to get started, right? You know, what qualifies him to be a consultant? Then I think we will lead us to the next question, which is like, now if I think that okay, now I got somebody asking me, oh, can you help? And okay, now I think I'm ready, but how should I start? Mm. So specific to Singapore, you know, let's say you have already some years of experience 
of, of working really, you know, in my case, you know, when we started our e-commerce businesses, then our friends, uh, business owners asked, hey, hey, how you start? Can you help me in my e-commerce? Can you help me in my digital marketing? So there is the demand, right? Great. Then next step is uh, certification. The certification, uh, which we which we realized along the way was actually, once you're certified, then your project that we, the projects that we help our friends, uh, instead of doing pro bono or accepting their liters and liters of coffee, mm. uh, actually we can get paid for it and they get government grant support. So specific to Singapore, uh, there is the certification process that will help uh, with the, uh, the, the, the funding of, of such projects. Because SMEs run lean, you know, they, are, they have enough cash flow for them to run, but uh, they, will, they may not necessarily have uh, a lot of uh, savings and reserves to be able to do a lot of other things. So because of that, uh, the government also realizes this and uh, generally, the, the projects that they fund uh, are riskier projects that SME wouldn't necessarily want to do it themselves. You know, the, the general mindset is if everything is running fine right now, why would I want to rock the boat, you know, shake my golden goose, and then it will stop laying eggs for me, then what happens? So riskier projects, but that will potentially give uh, much better returns in terms of productivity or potential business and all this kind, uh, the government want to fund. But the government funds them through uh, people to do the work, such as uh, consultants, but then uh, they have to get certification. The certification will be, as mentioned before, uh, RMC from IMCS, TUV, and uh, PMC. PMC is a project management consultant, right? Is that, I believe is that so. Right, okay. Okay, just a quick check uh, if you have the your know, information, uh, you know, Christopher. Do yeah. we, I mean, if somebody wants to get all this certification as to be certified, what will be the process like? Mm -hmm. I can share the IMCS one since I went through that. Yeah. Um, essentially, you take a three-day course in which you uh, they further expound on stakeholder management, project management, uh, subject matter expertise uh, sharing, and after that you take an exam. I think the passing is seventy percent. So you got to pass the written exam, and then after that you also have to submit. Uh, this is probably the harder part. Uh, a list of your past projects that you did, not when you're an employee, when you are self-employed, that comes up to a thousand hours, as well as testimony letter, written testimonials from clients saying that they're happy with your work done. A so, thousand hours? Yeah, so kind of like you're already a consultant before you get a certification. So oh, in so a way, oh, you need to start doing this the practical side as well, uh, besides uh, in order to get yeah. certified. You're practicing already. That's why we say. That's why I keep saying. You know, what makes you? How do you define someone as being a consultant when someone asks you to help them? No. Mm. So in really a way, that. yeah. Because sorry to interrupt, uh, Christopher. Because you did mention that they need to accumulate a thousand hour and some testimony. So in order to get that, before we can get into this kind of like certification, do you mean that I think? Okay, I mean the the one of the possible way is you start doing this pro bono or. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I tell Manfred, right? You want you want to get hired in digital marketing, you start helping your friends for free. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Okay. I think that sounds like a you know, a viable route. At least a thousand hours is not a lot. Is it a lot? I think part time, two, three hours you should be able to achieve it. Yeah. No weekends for you though. <laughs> I mean a while for a while, sure. for a couple no of months pain, no or even a year. Yeah. Then you are able to tap into the you know, like being part of a certified consultant that you can start helping your clients 
and you get paid via grants. I think that's the total viable route to go. Hmm. You know, I totally agree with that. So, okay, now that at least gives you an idea if you are kind of like planning to, well, escape the corporate world and you want to start something on your own, the easiest way is in fact, you know, like self-employed and you don't need to kind of like build a big company. If you want to, that's okay. But then again, you can actually be your consultant and be in control of your time. You know, you can go solo with this, right? Can you totally, go solo with this? I believe so. Yeah, I've been solo for a good four, four or five years before. There you go. I finally hired you right. to help out. Yeah. Hmm. So See? The experience, why not? Yeah. So that's something if you're considering, then you can follow the route. But then again, if you want to connect with Christopher, go over and check, check him out on yeah. uh, LinkedIn. Now, I just want to quickly pop this question. This is something that is being arranged kind of like by Benfred. I think it's quite interesting. So in most cases, what will be the, you know, like the return for being a consultant? What are the ways to be compensated except them like liters of coffee? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so there are generally uh, the, the most common way would be man hour rate. So you have a fixed rate of how much you get paid an hour. And when you do the work for the client as a consultant, you clock the hours or you can project how much hours you think you need in order to get the work done. You're the expert, ma, so you should mm -hmm. be able to be quite accurate there. So then your know, number of hours multiplied by man hour rate would be your fees, okay. generally. Yeah. I see. That's the most common one. Uh, other, others I've heard of is, uh, if, you're, if for example, you're hired to do project management to help as an independent third party to get certain software, hardware, equipment to be uh, implemented properly or even help choose uh, the right software and hardware for the client, then uh, it could be a percentage of the entire project size. Mm. That's your fee. Yeah. Is, is there a large community of certified consultants or business consultants in Singapore? I mean, for uncertified, ICS, most everybody uh -huh. are certified? Uh, certified ones for IMCS, I think we have about nearly 400. But they cover various uh, different uh, business Different aspects. niches and domain expertise. That's right. That's okay. right. Well, that's, uh, that's not, yeah. not too bad. There's still business for a lot of people. Okay. And right. uh, there is a fee for uh, for being certified and it lasts for three years after which you need to be recertified. Oh. So then uh, num the numbers are active uh, practicing consultants. I see. Yeah. So it doesn't like grow dramatically over time correct correct okay okay wow. okay so three nice. years to be recertified okay i think that's that's reasonable because for facebook ads kind of thing right? every year right every year oh my goodness like now what is due i have to take it next month oh, easy yeah but then now, again facebook changes almost every month i gave up chasing <laughs> after the google search because you're gonna take it every year and it's a 70 percent passing rate right yeah pass of you just leave it first like. when you feel like it then just if you do it then okay la. if you don't then that by all means because it's not much changes in fact if you ask me but maybe facebook is a bit kind of like shaky these days because, dynamic. yeah a lot of stuff oh, yeah. are moving yeah 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 crazy okay now thanks hey, for the nice. sharing about how do you get compensated like guys we still have about a while to go about 10 10 odd minutes to go if you have any questions we may to pop in the chat and uh, i'm going to bring out the next question which is like you know this is really going into um Christopher's experience already. So basically, yeah. I want to hear this one. This is very important. I think this is purposely planned by Manfred to really look into <laughs> your experience. Like uh, five years as a as a self employed consultant. Yeah, you did mention on top of whatever businesses that you are 
right. you're, you're also running. But I think on specifically on business consulting, what are the challenges or so-called the difficult problems that you have encountered? Generally, at the start and at the end, at the start would be a lot of questions about or you know they, they seek confidence in that they will get full grant support for a project okay. which is depending on the project size not likely uh because we've done uh, seven figure projects million dollar projects as well so for those you know you're not going to get a full 80 percent of a million dollars you know it's, it's, it doesn't make sense you know i was telling them you know, that is eight hundred thousand dollars they can give eighty thousand dollars to 10 smes to help them yeah. you know so then they will keep uh, asking and they would uh they are hopeful that they will get full 80 percent support of everything so then then so then uh at the start it's a lot of management on them that you know it's, it's not likely then usually at the end uh a, f a few of the projects in the middle had uh that's where we really shine for by accident whereby uh the vendor is uh and the client is unhappy with each other because they miscommunicated deadlines or, or requirements. So we actually had to come in and arbitrate. And I mean, I've, I've done it twice uh, in the past two years already, and I found it quite interesting that I had to do it. But basically, uh, they don't, um, they, they, sometimes they do need a third party independent person to come and help. So then you have to be very careful and tactful and make sure that uh, you understand the situation very clearly from both sides. And usually it's just a misunderstanding, but nonetheless you want to make sure that both sides are happy as well, you know, so mm -hmm. that you can carry on with the project. If your project fails and, and you abandon it, right, you're not going to get grant support. So then whatever money you, you have paid so far is then written off. Right. At the end of it, right, generally is uh, to collate all the requirements, and at the, the for system related projects is very straightforward because system is implemented. Here are all the screenshots and evidences of uh, the system implemented along with whatever productivity gains there are. For marketing and branding, uh, sometimes the clients are not happy with the results because they expect like, you know, boom, sales, right? Yeah. So that one, that one takes a lot of management throughout the whole process of making sure that they are not upset with you, that, you know, you didn't get them. That's why I was telling you guys, right, we're thinking of resurrecting the, the agency, but then we're just going to do CPA only and not, not, not use uh, grants not use grant support for this kind of uh, mm. projects anymore. But yeah. Okay. So those are the issues that we have encountered so far. Thank God, uh, not, 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 not major issues. But I guess, I, I, as, as we you know, understand from me, most of them are actually expectation, client expectation management uh, angle, which is you need to make them understand the situation, you know, mm. really. It's usually always a people problem, not a system process problem. Great, yeah. great. Okay. I think thanks for sharing. I uh, okay now before we go over the next one, Chiwai has a question. You know, this is a very interesting one. Okay, Chiwai, this this question ignites Chiwai like you know Chris is like the Gordon Ramsay in the kitchen's nightmare to advise the business owner. So what if you get resistance from ground and or the owner himself is unwilling to change their bad habits? We do not. We do not take on projects if we do not get full support and agreement from the project owner because he would be the project champion mm -hmm. and if he doesn't buy in and support this fully then his guys will sense it and not help us at all mm -hmm. so we we make sure we are very clear on this right. and yeah if the if the if the owner is not fully supporting us 
to effect a change, then we will not go into the project. What happens if he change, he or she changes midway? I mean, initially, yes, everybody seems to be on the right path towards the right direction, but along the way, uh, midway through or so, certain methodologies that you recommended and that he, that the owner feels that doesn't work. Uh, two things, law. We try and, as a manager, as a consultant, first thing we do is try and get the lowest hanging fruits. Okay. Try and just get immediate gains over the most immediate problems. Yeah, that the, they quick have. Wins, uh. the quick wins, The quick wins. So then they buy in. Okay. On top of that, if they still don't and they change their mind halfway, right? We look for a quick exit strategy, to be able to provide them with what they think is good enough and they're happy with, and then we leave. Uh. Because if the old business owner changes their mind and they're not giving full support, then there is no will to effect change. Mm. Then mm. they will not be the ones pushing their guys to make sure the change gets done. But and this doesn't affect the grant process, right? I mean, it's just basically having additional reinforcement in terms of skill sets. So if halfway through that you guys decide to part ways, it doesn't affect the grant. Does it affect the grant? If they were to implement an ERP solution, right. halfway through they change their mind, which not, not usually not the case. Lah. So yeah. this is not the right Very rare, right. okay. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Right. Then, uh, if the then the, if the solution gets implemented and doesn't get used, uh, these if these are grant supported projects, so mm. one word of warning, uh, the government may do audit on you years later, and if you have not proven that you are using the system regularly, with or login reports, screenshots, you know, then they may claw back the project. So at the point of claiming the grant not really a problem but years later if they find out that you're not using whatever equipment or solution that you got grant money for they may claw back and it has happened before not to my clients but i've heard of other i see uh, yeah other consultants clients i won't be surprised yeah, yeah possibly. meaning they will be asking the money back from you yeah wow i think that's fair i mean eventually that's what you're supposed to do right you, you yeah. get a grant you're not supposed to just do whatever yeah, it is you're supposed, supposed to, to make use of it to grow that's the right. business yeah okay that's true, right. true, true. Now, uh, Chiwa has another question. He says, no, but, you know, like, I don't know. So he said, uh, how do you craft your charging model for your services? Uh, wait, I think Christopher... Yeah, Christopher got uh, disconnected. Got but, disconnected. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. We, we wait for him to come back. So I your think, services... Uh, Chiwa is actually asking more in the project basis because... Uh, hey, you're project. back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I dropped off for a while. No but worries. It's okay, it's okay. It's okay. It happens. Okay, so Chiwai's question is about like, how do you craft your charging model? Like, yeah. So uh, what we do is uh, we look at market rate of a person that can do it, but that is uh, at salary, right? Then we generally uh, will uh, double to triple it because there is opportunity losses if you don't, uh, yeah, basically two to three times of what the uh, per hour rate of a actual staff in a company that will do what this job does. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. That's interesting. Yep. That's, that's, that's a very good angle, I, I, oh. I think. You, you yeah. can start, I mean, as a start, you can start to charge whatever you want that you think is fair. It mm. can be at salary level, doesn't matter. When you reach a point where more people want you than you have time for, then you increase your price, oh. supply right. demand, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. It's a very yeah. easy way to approach this thing. I totally mm -hmm. agree. Thank you. Cool. Thanks, Chiwai, for the you know question. And, so I hope uh, you get the answer. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah probably you are some business consulting already, I think. You know, like judging from the question. He's already consulting people. He's not advertising. My, he's already uh, consulting. He's, he's already an agency, people. but he huh? probably want to get on top of his agency. He want to start doing business consulting. Ah, uh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So if you guys want to start being a, you know, you want to want to become a business consultant, you don't look for Chris. But if you are looking for business consultant, then you look for Chris. You know, Mola. I wait. I I want to bring down Chiwai's question hide from stream. Right. So that I can pop this thing now. This is the link yes. that you can go over and connect with Christopher on LinkedIn, mm. and uh, especially if you're running a business in Singapore and you need help getting grant. So far, our friend's success rate of helping his client getting grants is hundred percent. So um, you know you can take advantage of the grant that is given to the SME by the government to grow your business. So yeah. I think that's a very uh, useful situation that you right. should take advantage of, especially if you're running business in Singapore. Now, uh, wait, let me see. Uh, what will be that? Let's say, I think this, this question is a good one to wrap this. Okay, so yeah. How do I know whether I've hired the correct consultant? Ooh. So before you hire them, look at their track record. Okay. Actually, that's how I hire stuff. Look at their track, look at their resume, ask them have they done anything remotely similar to what you want to hire them to do. Be it uh, the actual type of work, and the industry so if they tell you you know they're very good at uh find uh process uh, improvement you know but your fmb and they are manufacturing so maybe not right mm -hmm. or if you're considering uh, this, this this live case that we're doing uh you're considering uh moving to central kitchen and uh on top of that you want to automate your central kitchen then uh find a consultant that actually has done it and, and a partner consultant actually has, uh, owns a central kitchen uh, FMP, so then they will be the best person because they have done it and they got it working. So, so that is before you hire. So generally, the it's similar to hiring a staff. Like I guess it's, it's still a people business, isn't it? A skill set based business. Generally, there are people that you wish you hire them as staff. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's a nice because they are in so the in demand that they doesn't make sense for them to be be beholden to a business permanently. But it can be contract, it can be three, six months, you know, 12 months even. Right. That, that's all possible, sure. So those, uh, I've, I've seen some, they call it fractional CMO and all those things. It's similar to a business Yeah, part-time CMO, part-time part CMO. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm, what such thing? That's very oh. nice. We, we have done a few, but yeah. Partners, uh, my, my business partners have uh, advised uh, new startups uh, in the CMO role, but it's it's quite uh, it takes up quite a lot of time as well. Right. So I he's guess. yeah. So we we aren't offering it at this point of time because uh, it takes up too much time, and we don't know how to work out compensation, mm. and the businesses are willing to give equity, yeah. but you know it, that means uh, giving equity means you get profit share, but at the same time the responsibility grows. That means you have to commit certain amount of time to the company as well. Yeah, well, you're part of the company already. Part of it. Yeah, so it's people. kind of like a happy problem. So uh, we're not sure how to get out with, uh, how, how to offer it properly. Yeah. 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 That's like uh, mm. fractional CTO, CMO, and all those things. Yeah. If it's a consultant that you already hired, mm. then uh, you need two things. One is your staff to feedback to you. Because uh, if, if the consultant is working in the business and working with your staff, then uh, competency aside, they have to work with your staff and not just come in like a bull in a china shop and mess mm. things up, right? 
So that's one aspect. Then the other aspect would be uh, whatever they listed in the proposal, uh, have them update you regularly to make sure that things are progressing, that they are uncovering things and they can give you insights about your business you didn't tell them or your insights that you didn't even know, that you corroborated with your staff to confirm. That means they know no more about you than your business, know as much as you or more about you uh, in yeah. your business in the area that they are fixing, then you know that you got the right guy. Okay. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. That's nice. that's totally insightful sharing. And we truly enjoyed the past one hour. It's already 11, guys. We cover a lot of questions. And on top of that, we actually gotten a lot of insightful uh, sharing from uh, Christopher. It's truly one episode that is very useful for anyone who is looking for a consultant to help grow your business. But then again, before we go, we have a business uh, of the week. week. Yeah, that uh, Christopher recommended just now. Christopher, you want to walk us through? I'm going to pop this into the, you know, into the command so that everybody can join. Yeah. And take All right. That. Okay. Um, okay. Should I yeah, share screen? You can yeah. share your screen if you don't mind, and I'll be able to pop it in. So we're going to do Asana, right? Are we going to talk about Asana? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, okay. yes. All right. Let me make so, sure I'm choosing the right screen. Yeah, you yeah. choose the right one. Hang on, uh, I'm going to bring this up. Okay. So it's this I'm company with the three uh, yep. peach dots and it's the yoga asana. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is actually a project management tool mm -hmm. that's uh, online. Uh, if you have used Trello, basically this is Trello on steroids. Uh, cool. If you haven't, you should consider it. And cool. I run my businesses on uh, asana. So just to give you a taste of what it looks like when you're logged in, uh, we like to use the uh, the, the, this this table format, mm. okay. And from here, it's project management whereby you can create tasks, okay. Put task name there. Click on it. Centralize it. You can assign people to it. Oh, okay, I'm giving myself stuff to do. It's due by Friday, and you can detail the uh, description in it. Uh, what what needs to be done, and then the chat within here at the bottom between the staff that you're assigned to and yourself uh, will be kept within this task. It's easy to find information. Right. On top of that, if the project, if the task is a bit bigger and then there are subtasks, you can create them as subtasks that you can assign to other people. Wow. Right. For the paid version, there is uh, further project management of task dependency. I mean, subtask 1, 2, 3 must be done before subtask 4 can be done. But uh, generally, we're, I'm still using a free version and we're very happy using it as it's like that. But they're not assigned grace which you ask me oh, this. <laughs> right. And within here, you can capture a screenshot and just paste the screenshot in there directly. There we go. Wow. You can upload documents. So in this case, this is the comment, right? I just commented and it's there. There, that's the image. Wow. Uh, I can upload documents. So this is me clicking on the image to show the screenshot. And yep, I've uploaded a document. The documents can be up to 100 megabytes each. That's and pretty good Yeah, That's and there big. is no limit to the number of documents you can upload. Wow. The free version allows free version. you to run for 15 invites. So if you invite up to 15 people in your teams, like so, 
Yeah, so these are my members here, for example. Mm -hmm. So then uh, you can have up to 15 invites. Wow. So essentially up to 15, te uh, 15 team members. Uh. Right, right. Oh. And one, so I have a few boards, right? Each, each of them is like a project, right? And they are, in essence, one board can run, for me anyway, I can run one whole company on one board. Mm. I must get, the, the teams must be in, they must buy in, and you've mm. got to train them to make them know how to use it in right. order for them to then use this effectively. We do not use emails in our companies internally. The emails are only for external uh, clients and, cool. and vendors. So all communication is within Asana and sometimes ad hoc on WhatsApp. Do you Slack or, or, or there's also Slack functions? I, I think there's Slack functions inside Asana as well, right? What sort of function is that again? Slack. Slack-like function. Uh, yeah. No, Slack is not productive. Not, not in my opinion. It's basically I know, I tried it before. brought to the B2B world. So uh, we use a combination of WhatsApp and, uh, and Asana. Okay. And within WhatsApp, there are, of course, different groups that, uh, to, for different projects. Right, right. And it's good enough. And FRI, what you're looking at here actually is uh, a playbook that we have mm. uh, created and documented on CRO, conversion rate optimization. Mm. Wow. So uh, with the right consultant, uh, what, uh, if a customer would ask us to help them do an audit across their online touch points, mm. this is uh, the ones that we will use. We will use this project, we'll make a copy and then we will apply for this business. Wow. Oh. That's powerful. That's interesting. That's very powerful. Wow. I think that's really worth a, um, you know, a shot as in like to go in and take a look if this really help your business. But then again, I like the idea where it's even on the free version, you can do a lot of things. But Chiwai was saying <laughs> the problem is his team is not disciplined enough to do that. Change team. Mm. <laughs> I like yeah, that. Idea. There you go. No, if, you, if you're saying your team is not disciplined, it means that it is not in line with the culture you want your company to be in. The culture of your company can be your culture, fine. You're the business owner. So right. then have them adopt, uh, adapt and follow your culture. Mm. And in the case of Asana, Kanban boards, they are productivity tools. They are as useful as how often you use them. If your team don't want to use them, warn them. Because, and you should design your business process such that the Asana is part of it and critical. So then they have no choice to use it. That's good advice from the business consultant himself. Right? There you go. Yeah. Should I? Ah, free advice, pro bono. Ah, yeah. don't even need to pay anything. So really <laughs> have to probably start looking into however you Better want to tell your team is my way or my way, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, time flies. It's already 11.07. Thank you so much for joining us. And really, thank you yes, thanks a lot, for guys. Yeah. joining us tonight thanks, and sharing yeah. all these useful insights. Yes. And uh, guys, we do this every yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. And uh, guys, we do this every Wednesday night. Remember, next week we will have another guest coming in, and we're gonna discuss another topic. But if you want to go back and watch some topics in the past that might be useful for you, just go over to my YouTube channel, or we are also on uh, Spotify and uh, Apple I, Apple Podcasts, and uh, also page. on Facebook page as well mm -hmm. on my Facebook page. Yeah, and right. of course, you can go to find like Manfred's YouTube channel and. You know, like, of course, another one would be like Andrew's LinkedIn profile, okay, which is also broadcasting this, I mean, uh, hosting the broadcast live. Yeah. And yeah, if you have any questions at all, you just pop and we probably will bring back some of the guests to discuss uh, more in depth on the topics. Like we know for sure 
we might bring Christopher back because he talks about like so many businesses like I probably can have 10 episodes having him you know, yeah. if he's willing so I think that that's something right. that we it's can actually fun. Yeah. yeah no man coming back again yeah yeah why not right so yeah. all right thank you so much guys and thank you Christopher again Christopher thank you so much you can keep and join us at the backstage channel yeah, yeah, just yeah, don't do the exit okay all right thanks guys good night and see you next week bye bye good night ciao